Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where listeners will be encouraged with positive thoughts and actions that can be applied to combat that negativity that inundates our daily lives. Guiding people to see a positive perspective in personal and professional life events. Now, here is your host, Bob Brum, the Encouragement Engineer. Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where we help combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives with a positive perspective and positive action. Today's guest is Shane Jacob. Shane is a creator and host of the Horsemanship Journey, combining personal development with horsemanship. Shane has been involved in the horse industry professionally since 1992, primarily as a farrier and an auctioneer. Over the past 30 years, he has started colts, bred, trained, sold, and shown horses. He's a founder of Vegas Valley Horse Auction and in 1995 and owns and operates Jacob Livestocks, a retail horse feed company. In 2021, with the help of an amazing crew, he launched the Horsemanship Journey. The Horsemanship Journey empowers people to find and use their horseman, horse power within to develop the confidence and strength to blast past their perceived weaknesses and become whomever they desire. So please welcome to the show, professional horseman, entrepreneur, life coach, and author, Shane Jacob. Shane, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. Bob, thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. Not a problem. Well, this is an interesting concept. Um, And, you know, I I like people to understand who they're talking to. So if you can, tell us about you and how you got to where you are today. All right. I'll tell you a little bit more about me. I... uh, as a young man, I always wanted to be a cowboy and do all the cool cowboy stuff, you know, that the cowboys did. And so uh, I found in Nevada a group of those cowboys that did that cool cowboy stuff. And, you know, over the past uh, 30 years, I've had the chance to do some pretty, pretty cool stuff. I've, uh, you know, I've heard the crowd roar when they pulled the chute on a bucking horse in a rodeo. I've actually loped my horse up the Las Vegas Strip and then... Uh, <laughs> rode uh, my horse up seven flights of stairs uh, in to the front door of Caesar's Palace during a fundraising thing and I could go on but uh uh it's been an it's been a hell of a journey and uh you know the biggest thing though what I conclude at the uh thus far is that the best part of this journey has been the relationships that I created with a few exceptional horses and with people. Well, and it's an interesting concept because the whole idea of horsemanship, I mean, there's a lot of work involved in that. Um, you know, you're you're dealing with animals. I mean, what inspired you to do this? Was it city slickers? Was it just something you, you grew up with around you? You know, I mean, what was the inspiration to combine what you learned from horsemanship into personal development? I think that's such an intriguing concept. It is an interesting concept, and uh, I think we just don't think about it. Now, here's the deal, though, Bob, that the, the, the principles that apply to horsemanship apply to you and me and every soul. You know, to be excellent, it's the same set of principles. And I don't know, one day I just noticed because uh, I've, I've practiced a lot of mistakes. You know, I feel like I've done so much so wrong so many times that I have a pretty good <laughs> perspective of how not to do things and and I've been out in the horse industry you know I mean I'm in the middle of it all day with customers and in different I've done a lot of, of pieces in it well, and there's kind of reoccurring themes just like they are in other in other niches niches is is uh 
you know, it's like, here's an example in the horse business. Well, my horse does this and so this or that or the other, or he won't do this, or I can't do this because, or, you know, we have the same unstuck or we have the same disappointments and we have the same struggles with relationships. And one day it just like came crashing down to me that, I mean, the answer's here, you know, yeah. it's here. It's like, it ain't out there. Yeah. And so so that was the idea. You know, there's a lot of other programs and people kind of hit around the idea in horsemanship that, uh, in fact, of all the people that I've interviewed, that, that the people at the top know this, but we're just kind of making it intentional and saying it out loud. We're making, we're starting with that because here's the deal. In horsemanship, to be excellent, if you choose, okay, if if you so choose to be above average and you, you don't want to be that guy that's just kind of doing the thing and getting by if you want to pursue excellence in horsemanship, you need three things. These three things are, like I said, don't just apply to horsemanship. What you need is the skills and the techniques. You have to have that. You need experience. And what I mean by that is, is not just that you've been doing the wrong things for a long time. You need to get out and do it. Right. Right. And the third one that we kind of talk about a little bit here and there, but it hasn't become the priority or the focus, which is that's what that's us. That's what we're doing is the mindset and the thought process which guides the other two, right? So what we're saying is, is we're focusing on, because see, we help people, horse people solve horse problems, but horse problems are people problems, you know? Right. So, and that's what I think is really interesting because going through a few of the clips that you have posted on your website, um, it talks about some of those concepts and how, you know, you, you know, some of the things you, you need are, um, you know, like what Rick Steed said on one of your episodes, it says you can't demand respect. And I think that's important because you're dealing with an animal. He doesn't really, you know, you look at a horse when he says, you know, you're telling him to do something. He's kind of like, yeah, right. I'm bigger than you. I'll do it this way. And you, you know, how you integrate that with people, I think is, is really interesting. That concept of, of, you know, not demanding respect, but you kind of, you earn it. And it's through, um, treating each other well. I think that's a great concept. Do you, do you see that coming over that mindset of how an animal is treated as a, not just a, you know, not just a tool, but a piece of property, a friend, somebody that can save you in times of hardship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Rick Steed uh, had a great segment. He's a good friend of mine. He's a world-class, he's a uh, professional trainer. He's one of the top uh, horse trainers in the nation and uh just for your listeners he he uh he gave a great segment on our show about respect in people and in horses and you know and it's the same and so uh what he's saying just like you said there bob it's like he he says that all the people that demand respect none of them have it you know and so his his true answer is is in order to get respect we have to give it first and that completely applies to horses you know we can't be telling horses this is what we need to do now we're going to ask them to come our way in this relationship just like we do with our relationships with other human beings you know we're going to try to have cooperation we're going to try to to uh to have this back and forth thing but we have to have guidelines and those guidelines begin with respect if we if we want it and then that's where we get the cooperation right and then right. That, then we can do amazing things I think it's interesting too. One of the clips you show on, on one of your episodes is a, uh, I think it's with mules and you have a, a mother and a little child. I mean, can't be more than three years old pulling a mule. 
and you see that idea of that respect, is that something you help teach kids at an early age is how to respect, you know, the animals, how to respect the work it takes to take care of these and, and all that? Is, is that something you help to develop in, in kids and further? That's a great point. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, there's a, the, maybe a five or six year old little girl leading a mule and it's an it's a huge mule i mean even in horse terms it's it's in mule terms it's huge He's, they measure uh, we measure these creatures in hands uh, and it's an old way to do it and it's four inches per hand and this mule is 17 plus hands so he's over seven so he's uh, do the math on that at four inches per he's in this girl's you know a five-year-old little girl but the trust level is so high Right. And uh, when you talk about, you know, uh, I think Winston Churchill, I think maybe the first one that said that there's something about the outside of a horse that's good for the inside of man. And uh, Tom Macbeth, Macbeth, another uh, uh, one of our guests on our show, uh, AQHA Professional Horseman, he goes into a little bit uh, how, you know, the skill sets that we can develop from horse ownership, I think is what you're getting at. And, and yeah, they're uh, they're huge. We can develop responsibility, trust, and, you know, just so many things that help us in every aspect of our life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always interesting. My cousin has two horses that are, um, that she got from a, um, uh, a shelter basically for horses and they're, they're older horses and so forth. And the amount of work it takes, I mean, they're, they're not just a big dog. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And it's, what's interesting is, you know, anything you do with larger animals like that, you learn the discipline, you learn the hard work, you learn what it takes. And that becomes a part of you. How do you show people the advantage of the course of this hard work and the discipline? Or is this, you know, when you talk to people, is this something they, they, they know fairly well, because working with animals? Well, um, you know, whatever the thing is, our thing just so happens to be horses, but whatever your passion is, whatever drives you, I think it's inside of you. I think that we have God-given desires and it's okay to pursue those desires and what they are, they, they, uh, they give us a little spark to start with, right? But what, what really drives us, what's inside of of us individually that's different than the rest of the world exactly and those those things you know take us to the to the beginning point now once we get there whatever place this is then if we can come to realize how good that we can be um you know there's kind of a starting point to to begin and and then how good um then it's kind of up to us you know right I mean, to, to utilize the talents and the God-given desires that we have, I just, I think that we should all pursue that. And a lot of times I think we just kind of get by, it's like we we're there and it's kind of yeah. this. And then when things go bad, we just kind of do it without an intentional thought process of how really good, how really good things can be, you know? And I think that we miss out a lot on the, some of the, you know, the meaningfulness of life. Right. I think we might be missing out on a little bit of the a little bit of the joy and a little bit of the peace that we can having because we don't really think about what's available, yeah. you know, about what's available. And it's just so available. It's a pursuit. It's not, I mean, these are ideals, right? Yeah. I wake up in the every morning and I'm like, how good can I be today life? Because I'm here and it's me and you, and I think I'm going to do pretty good today. Right? right. And so we wake up with this excitement 
or not. And these are ideals of how good we can go on it. But it, the, the possibilities in life, in horsemanship with what we can do and in relationships with our own lives or whatever your area of interest is, it's it can be an exciting, just empowering journey to be on. But you can see that passion, that power that, as you talk about that. And that's it, an interesting concept because I think our, our society today needs to look more at the possibilities, the how would it feel if we you know, whatever your journey, whatever your goal may be, how, look at those possibilities, like you're saying. I mean, that's what we have to focus on, not on, you know, what's happening on Wall Street and in the White House. Let's focus on our street and our house and what we can be, the best you can be. I love that scenario you talk about. It'd be the best you can be. The, the uh, Oh, I just had something to say on that. The, the thing of it is, is it's like our message really is, the horsemanship journey's message and my message is, is you can do it, man. Yeah. It can be done. And so what is that? It doesn't matter what it is for me. What it matters is, is what it is for you. I mean, what's going on with you right now? Is it, do you think you might not ever get there? I mean, is it just, does it seem like it's too much or is it seem like you're just kind of putting it off because you might not want to? And, and like you said, it's what you can imagine. Now, let me just tell you this. I, I had an opportunity to interview Sean Covey, who is uh, yeah. his father was Stephen R. Covey, the author of the seven habits of effect, highly effective people. And uh, Sean said, and he was talking about imagination. Now, at the time that I was talking to him, when I, when I thought imagination, I thought kind of a, kind of my childhood and like imagination to me seems like, I don't know, is this a good use of time? Oh my goodness. Let me tell you. It's like, we need to develop our yeah. imagination so much so that we can be able to see what's available. And when, to the degree that we can do that is really, you know, where we can start to become that. And that's a, a great point is, is we need to redevelop that. We had it as a kid and we could do anything. We could, you know, we wanted to fly. We wanted to ride our bike fast, whatever it may be. And then as an adult, as you grow older, you're told no so many millions of times that you, your imagination gets put to the background and we need to kick that back into gear as we go through our life knowing that we have these possibilities knowing that we have the opportunities to grow um how how does that help people to build that motivation that inspiration do you think with their life well um imagination um as we develop but you know that starts to increase our desire and drive us towards our passions that um, and I, I believe that, I also believe that we're also, that we're wired, we're, we're all, all of us are wired for progression just to start with. Um, there's a church, a church leader, Russell M. Nelson says something to the effect of that uh, we're given a, a, we have a divine, divinely instilled yearning for eternal progression. And I believe that. So if that is true with all of us, then how come we're not all, all just trying to, just attack it every day well why don't we do that if that is so right. well the, the the part of the reason is is we our perceived weaknesses don't allow us to be to be seen and so when we have these weaknesses that may maybe they're conscious or maybe they're not maybe we need to discover but these weaknesses what they do what we do in response to them then Everybody has them, okay? But what we do a lot of times is hide and lie, and we don't actually move forward. It stops us. It makes us feel stuck. 
Here's an example. I heard uh, Mel Robbins uh, mm -hmm. give this story and I've done similar stuff, but so it's not picking on her. But what she did is she told she was engaged to her husband, Chris, or maybe just dating him at the time. And she tells him how good of a fly fisherman she is, you know, because he yeah. fishes a lot and she wants to be cool. Now, where she's from, they don't fly fish. They only right. troll them in boats, right? She's never fly fish. So he books his bet a friend of his teaches fly fishing in Yellowstone. So he secretly sets up this, you know, fly fishing trip. And so here she is with the teacher. Okay. Now, so why would why did why do we do stuff like that? Or why did she do that in this example? Well, because it's it's not okay to be seen and heard. And those kinds of things are what blocks us. So when we can come to know that we're okay and it's okay to be seen that's the the beginnings of the progression i like that be seen um and be seen as your true self there's nothing wrong with where you are now i mean like you said we can all grow we all have that opportunity and what's interesting is animals can see your true self right away okay. uh, you know, <laughs> you know i think pet owners and particularly horses i say horses are the best listeners and the worst at keeping secrets because yeah. <laughs> i mean they know they know what's going on in here you're not going to fool them you know wow. they can feel it and they know it and they listen they're yeah. a good example of listening bob uh, because i promise you they they pay attention to everything that's going on and then they react to it they just really mirror us and when the, the point a good thing to think about here is, is, well, that's interesting with horses, but I don't think that we really realize that how much other people are doing the same thing when we're out there in the world. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, people, there's, you know, people are watching all kinds of things that you're doing the littlest, the smallest thing. And, you know, especially kids, you know, their eyes are so big and they're learning everything and they see it. Um, you know, you, you, you gotta be careful. You gotta be smart. Um, you know, you're inspiring somebody a positive way or a negative way. Why not make it a positive way? Why not show them a, a good way to go with, you know, good things in your life and so forth. So, but that's always interesting too, that you, like you said, horses are they're right there. They can read you. So can dogs, so can animals, you know, they, they're pretty intuitive on that. And I think that's, that's important. Um, it was interesting too, because I was, um, you know, being around the horses and so forth, it, it shows um, th to help shift your thinking. Horses love leaders. Uh, Wylene Davis said that. How do you help people to step into their leadership skills, if you will? I think that's that's critical for a lot of people, knowing that they can do it. Like you said, you reinforcing that idea, you can do it. But how do you help them to get in front of that step? I can see a horse just kind of nudging you, like, get going, try it. You know, how do you help people to do that in your program? Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's one of the two keys that we really focus on is uh, uh, our new coaching program uh, this year that we're about to launch is Leader Be Led. Okay. Um, and so uh, leadership, leadership, leadership is tied to personal responsibility. That's really the principle that we're uh, focusing in on. That's one of the major two that, uh, that we try to keep it simple. And so our deal is just two principles. They're pretty big and broad that we try to narrow down, but one of them is uh, the leadership and personal responsibility. So in that, um, to, to be the leader, first of all, is to know what does that mean? Um, 
let's just, well, I'm not a leader, Bob, you know, that's just kind of not my deal. I kind of like to see somebody else and like, it's okay to do that. And then I can see if it's working for them and I can go up, but you know, we need to have, in order for us to have probably more peace of mind and get, reach more of our potential, we need to have at least our own personal leadership, right? right. And so what does that mean? What is it, what is even his personal leadership? Uh, to me, that means uh, one of the things that that means is that we assume responsibility and that we re assume ownership. We not only take the leadership role, but let's just begin with ourselves. Okay. Right. So, so uh, let's talk just a teeny bit about uh, responsibility is a huge personal responsibility is a big thing. It encompasses things like forgiving ourselves and others. It encompasses, it's not just taking ownership of situations. It also includes uh, understanding the difference between circumstances and thoughts and then choosing intentionally choosing thoughts. And it also includes, um, uh, what am I looking for? It also um, includes things like if, even if we're wrong, taking responsibility. Right. Okay. So uh, here's an, here's an example. Well, my wife or my husband did this Y Z and I'm, and I'm, I'm mad. They did that. And that was not right. I'm not talking to you. Okay. Now on the second or third day, I'm still not talking to you because you did that wrong. So what am I going to do here? Eventually in my story, maybe if I can come around to it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to address the situation. I'm going to talk to my wife and say, you know what? I apologize for not talking to you for the last couple of days. Here's this and that she's, a lot of times will come back to me and say, I'm sorry, I did that. I didn't realize it was a problem and we can get back to a place of peace and unity. Okay. But what did all that take? Cause that I was wronged. Right. right. So the power is here and here's the big takeaway. Okay. Here's something that, I mean, here's just one little simple thing that we can do in every situation. If we can get into the habit, whatever is going on of asking ourselves two questions, just stop, break, before I start talking about all that stuff you're doing and what happened to me and why it was wrong and 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 you 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 and all this, just stop one. And that those two things are, what can I do? What right. can I do to get to that will serve me? And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean to enhance my life. What can I do, right? And the second question is, is what could I have done? Mm -hmm. If you just stop for a minute and address those two, you have tremendous power. Without it, you have none. The best example uh, is the the our warriors uh, that I admire that wrote Extreme Ownership, the book. Okay, and yeah. so I'm just going to give a quick example. They got guys that are wounded. They have to get to the chopper, right? Right. Now the fact that this guy over here is having a problem with his radio and it might've been his fault and the chopper doesn't have the right coordinates. And the guy over here's, we got friendly fire buzzing by uh, and the enemy's got bombs going off. And the fact that somebody forgot the, the medic, you know, stubbed his toe back there and he dropped what we need. None of this stuff matters. What matters right now is what can I do to save my brother's life? That's right. the only thing that matters. And if, that's the point here. And when we do that, we're, we are expressing leadership to ourselves, which gives us the power to, to get things basic, to enhance our life. Wow.
And that's something our society definitely needs more of today is that realization that we can be responsible for our own journey. It is our journey. We take the steps, we make the decisions, good or bad, that put us in the places that we are. Um, you know, and like you said, what's happening right now that we can make the best use of to make the best decisions for what's happening right now. Um, great, great reminder for people that, you know, we we have the ability to direct our lives. We have the ability to make it, you know, go in good directions and we can be thoughtful and helpful of others all while learning in the process. Like you said, take that few seconds, a few minutes sometimes and figure out what you can do now. What is best for the scenario right now? Bob, I want to just touch one just real quick on the other principle that we use, and I'll, I won't go on with it. But the other one is that to commit to to uh, commit to improve our own self concept because mm -hmm. everything is related to our own self concept. And the, the thing of it is, is the fact that that you are a human being, and if you may believe that you're a God created human being, but whatever it is, the fact that you are is enough for you to be okay. And if you can accept that and know it. I don't, we, I don't believe that it's a good idea to, to, to work, to, to be on an ongoing pursuit to in, improve our self image and our self confidence. I believe it's our duty as human beings because we can't give to the other people. We can't participate. It's, we're just not available. We don't have we don't have it to give. And that really is true. So I, I believe that that should be our duty and it, it's a big thing. And so my, my message in the horsemanship journeys messages is you are enough as you are, and you can do it. Well, thank you for that reminder. And thank you for that guidance. And it's just such a great idea. You, you've got going here, Shane, where can people find out more about you, your website, uh, get a hold of you? I mean, this is a this is an interesting program that I think people need to look up. Check out his website. If you can, tell us where your website is and how they can get a hold of you, Shane. Yeah, I would love to have you follow us. You don't need to. If you have any appreciation for horses or even not, you know, you're everyone's welcome. It's the horseman, the horsemanship journey dot com, um, Facebook, Instagram and the website. Great. Well, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes so everybody has that. And Shane, I thank you again for being a guest on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. I appreciate what you're doing, the insight you're giving people, you know, the, the hope and the positiveness you're sharing in our world uh, that we need so drastically today. Uh, keep up the great work. Keep up your inspiration and, and, you know, keep up what you're doing. Really appreciate it. Bob, the best is yet to come. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Appreciate it, Shane. You have a great day. All righty, Bob. Hello, this is Bob Brum, your encouragement engineer. I want to be your contrarian. I want to help you in the battle to overcome the negativity that inundates our daily lives. You're better and greater than your situation, and you've been given a gift by our great creator. As an encouragement engineer, I can help you to see the value of a positive perspective, positive actions, and positive mindset in your life. No matter if you're a solopreneur, a corporate contributor, or a large organization, the value of your greatness needs to be shared with the world. As an author and encouragement engineer, I would love the opportunity to enlighten your organization with the value of positivity for your situation. We can overcome negativity with the light of positivity. I encourage you to contact us at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and let's have a conversation about your situation and how we can help you. 
Thanks for joining us on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. To learn more about the services Bob provides, please visit his website at bobbrumspeaks.com for more information. And please feel free to share this podcast to your friends.